You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Womanpreneur Podcast. My name is Melissa Motes, and I'm hanging out with my good friend, Amanda McEwen. Oh, I get a song this week. Yes. I like it. I am happy to see you today. I'm happy to see you too. Thank you. What's going on? What is going on? What are we going to talk about today? You have this brilliant, oh, you're this it, brilliant Does it topic. feel elusive to you? Because yeah. we just kind of came up with it. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> well, what we are talking about is creating opportunities, which is a big thing that I, I believe in that you create your own opportunities. And I think yeah. the reason this came into my mind, I was on my way back from LA talking to another producer and we were just kind of talking about life in general and different ideas and, and beliefs and all of that. And I uh, mentioned, as I do often, that I just genuinely believe that everything happens when it's supposed to. Things work out the way they're meant to work out. And then I said, and part of that is creating opportunities along the way. And he stopped me and he said, well, wait a minute. He said, so you believe in fate that everything happens the way it's supposed to, but now you're also saying you have to create opportunities. So which is it? And I, for me, what it comes down to is that I it's not so much believing in fate or it's believing that fate evolves. So I don't think that we all have one set path and that every single thing was predetermined for us when we were born. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. I do believe, as we talk about a lot, you have to do the work. And so the universe will guide us along in the way that it needs us to, but we have to take control of that too. Yeah. It means you can't just sit back and think, well, I want this and don't do anything towards it. And do like, well, I guess it just wasn't in the cards for me. I have a song me. in my head that's Please happening. Go ahead. One Go for it. One thing, uh, one thing leads to another. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> sorry. Is it the fix? Is that who that know. is? Who is that? I don't know. I'm I mean, hearing the whole jam in my head right I, now. One thing know. leads to another. Is that 80s? Probably. Yeah. I, f I feel like yeah. it's, I f one thing, I'm going to guess. Uh, one thing. Aha, uh -huh, the fix. Another. See? Test my 80s music knowledge. Hey. Hey. I have to see where I thought you were going with it. it was actually no, Blondie in one way or another. But one way <laughs> or another. I'm going to find you. I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you. Oh, Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Okay, we we could There's have so a medley. Many good sing-alongs that we could do. <laughs> All right, sorry, okay. I got excited. We um, know you break out in the song. All the time. I love to break out in the song. Um, but I like what you're saying, mm -hmm. and I mean, you know, we've said this so many times on our podcast that we are writing our own story, and right. it's important to remind ourselves that we are in charge of how we want to write that story, mm -hmm. and. Um, and one thing does lead to another. Well, I, for, for me, this is the story of my career, right? I never set out to do what I do. It just happened. And it was taking advantage of opportunities along the way, right. sometimes creating them, sometimes just taking advantage. And I think both are important, but it started kind of early on. It was just a matter of timing mm -hmm. of, I just fell into people who had production companies and that's how I got started. But when I started working with this one particular company, I was hired to do scheduling. That was it. I had this very little bubble of a job and those were my responsibilities. 
But what happened is I got in there and, and within a few days, I realized this place is a mess. <laughs> the, the bookkeeping is all over the place. The systems don't make any sense. The workflow is inefficient. I saw so many opportunities of how I could use my skills to make the place better. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was started doing it there. Mm -hmm. And there's a tactful way. You can't step on other people's toes to get where you want. But if there is an opening, you have those conversations. And I just started doing more than what was expected of me. Mm -hmm. It's always pretty much what I've done since I was my whole life. So <laughs> I, really, I do. I like to do more than what's one expected of, your of me. Major gifts. And thank you. You're welcome. What happened is I had a friend at the time who was in a very similar situation who did not do more than what was expected. And her reasoning was, well, they're not paying me to do any more than what I'm doing. And so valid, I understand. You get paid to do a certain job, so why should you do extra work? But at the same time, you're not going to get recognized and get promoted and get other opportunities if you're only doing the bare minimum to get by. And that's what happened in our careers is mine took off in a different direction because I saw an opportunity and I took it and I created another one. And I said, okay, well, here's another thing I can do. And it was just constantly, let me show you what I can do. Mm -hmm. And people responded to that and they said, thank you. And they kept letting me do more things. Yeah. And my friend at the time got stuck in a rut and she got very bitter because she wasn't getting any new opportunities. And, it, and I, I would even ask her, but what are you doing to show them that you should have those other opportunities? And it always came back to, well, that's not what I'm getting paid for. And that's what I mean by creating opportunities. You can't just sit back and wait for things to happen to you. You have you to do the work to make them and, happen for you, you. And you can't just sit back and talk about what your abilities are and how mm -hmm. great you are at something. You really, it's its better when you can walk the walk instead of talk the talk. You want to show mm -hmm. um, someone what you're capable of and showing someone, you know, your worth okay. and showing someone all of the potential you have. And also, I think there's a lot to be said for that eagerness of, um, you know, being fired up and, and applying yourself and over-servicing, you know, it's be like- Be proactive. Yeah, be proactive <laughs> and- um, um, undersell yourself and overservice the people who are, you know, giving you that opportunity or that you're working with. And I mean, that's opened up so many doors for you. Mm -hmm. And 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 it's also as it. you said about talking, and it's also talking to the right people because if you're talking to your friends about how much more you can do, that's great. But they don't have any control over your job mm -hmm. unless you work for your friends. Right. So, but are you having these conversations with the person? in charge, like if you were working for somebody else, does your boss know that you're open to more responsibility, that you want it? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not having that conversation, how are they supposed to know? People can't read minds. It's like you can't do the minimum and expect the maximum. Right. So you have to, to do more to open up more opportunity and more doors for mm -hmm. yourself. Yep. Yeah. And I think also for creating more opportunity, um, you have to be brave. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be willing to, um, you know, kind of explore those those uncharted waters and, and just go for it. You need to put yourself out there, which is really yeah. scary in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. It is. But that's how you, you know, you, you get to new places. Yeah. And uh, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about so many different things right now. I have so many ways my mind wants to go. I know for me, a little bit of one of my stories uh, was back in the day. I mean, ever since I was a little girl, I knew I wanted to, you know, work on cruise ships and I wanted to cruise direct and perform and I wanted to do commercials. Those were all the things I wrote about in my journal <laughs> as a little girl. Isn't that funny? I've been journaling since I was like 10. Hey, consistency. And, uh, I like hey, it. <laughs> I have a whole, I found a bin of all my journals and I was so excited. Um, there were like 30 of them and cover to cover filled up. But I used to write down how I wanted my life to look when I was older. And um, interestingly enough, so many of the things that I wrote down have really come to fruition for me. And, but I'll say, um, it was at right after high school. I didn't want to go to college. It was just, I was one of those people. I loved to go to school. I loved the social aspects of school. I loved my teachers. I was a good kid. <laughs> I was respectful, but like that whole homework part and like <laughs> taking tests. Oh man, that was not my jam. But you know, I, I was a good kid, got through school and I was like, I definitely do not want to go to college. And my parents fortunately for me, were very supportive of my dream of wanting to go work on a cruise ship and go sing. And what was so neat that happened for me was um, I was working at a bank, hated it. I was a teller. So Is that not... why you dress up to go see your bank teller friends? Maybe. Oh, I, used I, used I feel like, like I just had an epiphany of, oh my gosh, of one me of too. my Melissa Mozart. I used to like it when people would come into the bank and look nice. Fascinating. So, I'm sorry, weird. I did not mean to cut That's you off, weird but tell. it just... Ding. That is ding, yeah. note to self. <laughs> okay. But I was a bank teller for a while and I hated it. I was like 18 and like, get me out of here, get me out of here, you know? And um, one time my grandparents were like, hey, you know, they have a home down in Florida and they invited me to come down and, and just hang with them for like spring break time with my cousin and I. We went down and while I was down there, my grandparents said, hey, there's this ship. It's like a dinner cruise and it goes out to international waters and it's like a gambling ship and, you know, you can... Um, you know, sing karaoke and, and have dinner and it's all this fun stuff. And I was like, that sounds like fun. I was 18. So I was into it. So we went out and, uh, next thing I know it's dinner time and, uh, they're talking about how there's going to be this karaoke show and then all the stuff's coming up or whatever. And I was like, sweet, I love karaoke. And my grandparents were like, we really want you to sing tonight, like sing something really good. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I went up, uh, on stage and sang, I can't remember what I did, but some love song or whatever. And everybody was cheering me on and was really into it. And I always do this silly thing when I go up to sing karaoke because I love to sing. I always act like I've never done karaoke before and I'm really nervous and I get all awkward and I make it like real, like I look like I'm real scared. And then I sing something I really love and I'm confident on. So then people are like, oh my gosh, you did so good. You were so brave. And it's just kind of funny to me. I don't know. I just love I love to under just. Promise, <laughs> I underpromise and overdeliver. Consistency. Thanks, it's just a silly thing I love to do. But um, anyway, I got done singing, and it was just an interesting thing with timing, though. Um, that night, the director of entertainment was on the ship, and he came up and tapped me on the shoulder, 
while I was sitting there with my grandparents and he said, I'd like to talk with you. You know, could, could you come over and talk with me? And I didn't know who he was. I just thought he was super gorgeous <laughs> and I loved his suit and he had awesome hair. And I was loved like, his suit and hair. I was like, who is this man? I'm like living out my love boat, like daydream <laughs> right now. Like, who is this guy? But we were talking off to the side and he said, where are you from? What do you do for a living? And I said, oh, I, I live in Illinois. I'm a bank teller. It was like, painful to say that. <laughs> Still Sucks. painful for you. Sucks. I can tell. I know. And he's like, you're a really good singer. And I said, oh, thank you very much. And at the time I was singing with a big band, a 20 piece big band in Chicago that I'd been performing with since I was like 16. Um, and I loved to perform. And he said, well, ha have you um, ever considered working on a cruise ship before? <laughs> <laughs> Ding. I was like, as a matter of fact, I have. I was thinking, I was like thinking back, my thought bubble popped up, ding, and I was picturing all of my journal entries of my life, like, I want to work on a cruise ship. I want to work on a cruise ship. <laughs> and then he said, um, well, the band is going to get get up and perform in a little bit. And what songs do you know? And I was thinking, what songs do I not know? Like, I know every song under the sun. And he said, um, well, we'd like to invite you up to sing with the band tonight. And I was like, ding, okay. <laughs> but talk about opportunities, right. you know, happening before your eyes. And I was scared. I was nervous. Mm -hmm. This guy made me nervous. And um, I was 18. And I remember walking back to the table. My grandparents, they were so cool. And they were both like, what, 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 what? You know, I couldn't even tell them. And my cousin too, we were like, tell us, tell us. And I said, well, it looks like I'm going to get up and sing with the band tonight. And I'm thinking like one song, mm -hmm. right? Well, I ended up singing like a dozen songs oh. with the band that night. Like they were like, hey, do you know blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. And then I would sing with them. And I don't know. It was like I, I just became this whole different person up on the stage. And I was, I just was like trusting in the moment. And I mm -hmm. remembered thinking to myself while I was standing up on stage on this ship and seeing my grandparents out in the audience, it kind of gets me choked up right now, just thinking about it and, and seeing it. It's just like I can see it in slow motion. I was thinking, this is what I have wanted to do. And here's this moment. And I told myself, just be brave mm -hmm. and just trust it and just let all of your Melissa-ness hang out. Like just <laughs> go for it. Don't be, don't hold back. And so that night I did all of those things. I I just went for it and uh, I asked him for the opportunity at the end of the night. I was mm -hmm. like, I, if an opportunity arises for me to work on this ship, I would love to work with you guys. And um, gave him my, my information and I'll never forget, I wrote it on a napkin. <laughs> I wrote my phone number. Now this is 1994. Four, I wrote my name and my phone number on a napkin and handed it to this guy. And basically my entire destiny was on a napkin. Like whether or not <laughs> this guy was going to lose this napkin right. or wash his pants uh -huh. with the napkin in his pocket. Like everything <laughs> was hinging on, you know, this napkin. And it was a few months later, but he did offer me the job. And that's when my whole life changed. You said two things in there, trusting in the moment, and you asked for it. Mm -hmm. A lot of it comes down to asking for it, and that, mm -hmm. that is creating the opportunity. You're, you're just putting yourself out there, and I've said this many times before, but if you don't ask, you don't get. Mm -hmm. So you have to 
put yourself out there. I mean, and figure the worst thing that can happen is they say no. Mm-hmm. And really, is, is that so terrible? Somebody, I was talking to somebody recently and she kept using the word rejected. She's applying for jobs and she just said, you know, I've been rejected over and over and over. But it wasn't, I mean, in the, in the actual definition of rejected, sure, she didn't get the opportunities. But the way it was being worded, I just thought, but rejection is so harsh. You just weren't the right fit in most cases because you're overqualified. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, a negative thing so much as, sure, maybe you wanted it, but you didn't get it. And it doesn't mean that you as a person were being rejected. Yeah. And that I, th- I think sometimes is a good thing to remember too, that yeah. sometimes you're just not the right fit. Yeah. Sometimes it's just not the right time for you, for them. We, do- we don't know. That's- There's so many variables. Right. I would just say, just focus on the yeses, you know, and, and keep, keep picturing the yeses coming your way, not the no's. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't give the no's any weights. Those are just, those are your, those are your, um, those are the dots that are connecting you, getting you closer and closer and closer to the yeses. So just very quickly move through those mm-hmm. so you can get to the yeses. Can I tell you one other quick <laughs> note? Of, I just, I'm daydreaming now. Okay. My mind's wandering. I just want to share one thing. So on my desk at home, I have a picture of my cousin, Jennifer, myself, and my grandparents in front of that ship that night. The night that I boarded mm. that ship, we took a little family photo in front of it. And um, that's the night that changed my life. Yeah, that's... And so I keep it on my <laughs> desk. Yeah. How many people have a photograph of the day their life changed? <sighs> Especially know. before the days of smartphones. <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> now everybody has a, a photo of every moment of their lives. But, but back then, and not... Not that it was that long ago, but right. It, it was fine, Amanda. It's cool. I can take it. I can take <laughs> it. But no, I, I have that on my desk and yeah. I framed it. And um, I always just like to kind of think back to that night and how I was being mm-hmm. brave and I did ask for the opportunity, but I was also patient because it didn't happen. Right. They didn't call me the next day. It was a few months later that I got that call, but I was, um, I just was so sure that like some stars aligned that yeah. in that moment. It felt so good. And patience is a, is a big part of it too, yeah. because you just because you ask for something right away, it, it might not come to you right away. Yeah. You might have to ask a few times before mm-hmm. it actually happens, but you keep working towards it. And trust the process mm-hmm. too. You know, it's like, um, how many times have you been in a situation where you want something so bad? And I mean, it could be a place to live. It could be a car. It could be a job. It could be, you know, whatever, a school you want to go to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And you're so sure you're just, you're holding on to it with all of your might and then it doesn't come together for you. But then what ends up happening is something way better ends up coming together. And I just, it always blows my mind the way that comes together. Yeah. It's it, trusting the process, like mm-hmm. you said. And you also mentioned how back in school, you liked the social aspect of it. And that when it comes to networking is a big part of creating those opportunities. And now we know that I'm an introvert. Networking is not my favorite thing. I do not do well in big groups of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of scheduled networking events are not right for me because if it's a loud crowded place where a bunch of people are drinking and it's just loud and chaotic and there's Mm -hmm. a big crowd, I'm not going to get 
across what I need to. That just doesn't work for me. Now, some people are social butterflies and they thrive in that environment. Mm -hmm. But part of the reason I bring that up is just the networking in general is you never know whose path you're going to cross. And sometimes it might not be a dedicated networking event, but you might be on an airplane. You might be at an event completely unrelated or just out and about. And for being an introvert, I do talk to a lot of strangers for that reason. And part of it is just being kind. We've talked about that. Like I just like to have conversations with people and try to brighten their day. But you just sometimes don't know who you're going to be on the plane next to. doesn't mean you have to talk to them the entire flight, but just sort of establishing that, hey, you know, what's going on? I, and I've, I've met some people who've led to new jobs and different things just by having those little conversations. And that's, and, and when you come across somebody like that, it's asking them questions, asking them for advice sometimes goes mm-hmm. a long way. And like you, you just ask that guy for a job. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to be that bold or even just putting it out there and just saying, look, if there's ever an opportunity to work together, here's my info. I, I would love to keep that going. And these days you can keep up with somebody by then adding them on social media and sending messages every once in a while and developing a relationship that way that might lead to, in the immediate moment. They might not have anything for you, right. but something might come up later and it, it establishes or you've already been established in their mind and they think, ah, she's right for this job and let's, let's reach out to her now. And that started by just one conversation and just putting it out there. Yep. I'd love to work with you sometime. I think some of the best conversations too are, that are to be had are with strangers. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's, and it's interesting because that's, um, how you make friends (laughs) is by talking to strangers. So, uh, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. That's one of the things I always do when we start a new class here at the mm-hmm. studio is I always say, hey, let's uh, all meet our neighbors. Everybody stop what you're doing and meet your neighbors like we're in first grade. Right. And I say, why be strangers when we can all be friends? And I think there's <laughs> a lot of power in that. Um, it's just the more people you know. And it's fun to understand, um, um, you know, just kind of get other people's opinions and thoughts on things that you absolutely are not connected to. They Mm -hmm. don't know anything about you. They don't know anything about your life. And just asking other people questions, is just so fun to get Mm -hmm. such a unique perspective and go, huh, never saw it that way before. Thanks for showing me. I like it. (laughs) You know? Yeah. One other thing I wanted to add to um, the creating opportunities for yourself conversation is uh, one of the things I do in my voiceover business, and that is about once every six weeks, I like to send out what I call a shout out email. And it's an email to all the people that I've ever worked with in my industry. People who've hired me for jobs, people who've sent me audition opportunities, just just people I've crossed paths with or have worked with before. And it's really brief and it's just like a, hey, hope you're doing great. Just wanted to check in, touch base. Um, Hope we can work together soon. And I mention, I hope we work together soon because that's the reason why I'm writing. But what I like about doing that is all the time when I do this, people will write me back and say, maybe out of the several hundred shout outs that would go out at once, I'll get maybe 
three to five people who will write me back the same day and they'll say, Melissa, your timing is uncanny. I can't believe that you wrote me this email today. It just so happens that you are the perfect fit for this job that we're trying to cast right now. Would you like to voice this for us? And I'm thinking to myself, of course I want to voice that job, that yeah, that's what I do and that's why I wrote. But the point is, if I hadn't taken that moment to send out that shout out email, basically just saying, hi, here I am, here I am, hire me, hire me, remember me, and we haven't worked together in a while, that opportunity would not have, I might not have been top of mind to that person for that particular job. But because I took the moment and wrote to them, I created an opportunity mm -hmm. for myself. Yeah. And I even want to add to that. This isn't even my own personal advice, but our, our good friend, Shelly Avellino, who is a marketing guru, mm -hmm. she always advises to ask an open-ended question in those emails because it sometimes starts the conversation where maybe instead of saying, I hope we can work together soon, you might just ask, do you have any opportunities to work together? And she goes beyond and personalizes it and she will find some kind of comment about a studio or just something that she finds that's a relevant question to ask. And when I've, I've heard her talk about that, I'm like, no wonder Shelly is so smart with her marketing because she knows these things, but she uses that personal connection to create opportunities to keep a conversation going. So it's not just a selling email. Sure. It's, it is keeping no, that top is of really mind. Yeah, that Which is, is a great. really good tip. It's just, and, and I, I hadn't really thought about it in that way before because I'm like you, usually if I send out something like that, that's how I do it. It's like, oh, I hope we get to work together soon or hope to see you soon. Mm -hmm. I, I just leave it at that. But a lot of times you won't get a response to that because it's it's a statement. It's not a, a it's question. It's not a question. No, that's yeah. such a good point. Shelly's pretty that. smart. Dang, <laughs> Shelly Avellino. Good tip, girl. Thank you for that. No, yeah. that is so, so smart. She's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And another thing, I, I think it's also choosing how you use your moments. And if that makes any sense. And this goes back to um, way, way back in episode six when we were talking about our passion projects. And I told the story about how I got to interview Bono for the documentary. Yeah. And one of the things with that is, as I had mentioned, as we were trying to do this, the director and I, we would have limited opportunities to talk to the band members about what we were doing. And part of that came to, okay, chances are you're going to have maybe 30 seconds, maybe a minute, you don't know, but you're going to have a very brief period of time to talk to these people. They're very busy. There's a lot of other people who want to talk to them as well. How are we choosing to use our moments? And the people around us, a lot of times they would take their moment to get an autograph or to take a photo or to tell them something about themselves. And we used that moment to start a conversation about the project that we were working on. We did not ask for photos and autographs and we did not talk about the usual stuff, how much you mean to us, the, the typical things that, that happen because you want to share that. We just went in a business mode and was like, look, here's our project. Here's what we want from you. How do we make this happen? That's how we chose to use our moments in that. And it turned out to be successful. Mm. But it's that's a, a very specific situation. But in general, it's how are you choosing to use your moments with the people? Love it. And are you using it? In, and not, I don't use maybe isn't the right word because then it sounds like you're using these people to better yourself. But what I mean is how are you choosing to take that opportunity out of a moment? Yeah. Well, when that opportunity arises, what's going to be your, um, 
your choice, you know, and mm-hmm. how you you use that time, right. you know. Um, I think it's it's great advice. If, if you happen to cross paths with somebody, maybe in your industry, maybe like for, I, I was just working at a convention for, for the creative arts. And so there's a lot of creative people around me. So I, I talked whenever I had a chance, I was working, so I didn't have a ton of chances, but every person I talked to, well, what do you do? How do you do it? I met, you know, an influencer who does really well on LinkedIn streaming. Mm-hmm. And it just, because that's how you get new ideas yeah. and you say, oh, okay, well, she's doing this. Okay. And she had, when you ask people for advice, a lot of times they're very willing to, to help Yeah. because that's all they're, you're asking for their expertise and that makes them feel better. Like they, they have something to offer and they've been through it. And it's sometimes that is going to inspire a new idea and yeah. what you can do and a new opportunity you might be able to create for yourself. <laughs> and that's just a, a good reminder to ask questions. You know, um, be a good listener. Um, yes. uh, there, there's a lot. When you take the time to be a good listener, you can learn a lot, number one, but you can also um, find opportunities mm-hmm. in that. You know, maybe when you're being a good listener and you're asking someone else questions, they're talking about something that you could actually be of service and be a good, a big compliment to. Right. And then you would not have known about that opportunity if you had just talked about yourself the entire right. time. And I think some people do get really caught up in just talking about themselves. I was just going to say it. That's the comfort zone for a lot of people is to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. And again, not always in a selfish way, but that's just, you're sure. meeting somebody new and sometimes people get nervous and then they just start talking. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of power in being quiet. We, we know this about me. Mm-hmm. I'm quiet, observing, and listening. Yeah. Because that is really how, because I watch how people interact with other people. I watch to see what they're doing by being quiet and not being the one talking all the time. Yeah. That, and, and always goes back to instinct. And I remember having an opportunity to talk to somebody about something really, really important that I can't even talk about. But I had a friend with me and she's like, why don't he's right over there? Go talk to him, go talk to him. I'm like, you need to slow down. It's not the right moment. Mm -hmm. And I knew this because I I knew how this person operated. I knew that if I had walked over and interrupted a conversation to talk about myself, it would not have gone over well. Patience. Mm-hmm. So I, I stayed back and I watched and I observed and I found the perfect opening. And that's when I went in and had my conversation worked out perfectly. But if I, if that was the thing that she didn't understand and it was like blown away. She's like, how, but, oh, it's like, it was an epiphany moment for her. And she's like, so when you were sitting there telling me to stop pushing you to go over there, it's because I'm like, yes, exactly. because you have to wait for the right moment yeah. and then go in. And, and it's a lot of it is just perception and it's being aware and being mindful. Sometimes it's putting yourself in their position mm-hmm. and, but there's just so much to go about it. But, and, and when it's there in front of you, you don't always have time to sit and analyze it. You have to make quick decisions. Yep. But sometimes you got to be bold in that moment. But like you said, waiting for that moment that feels right, that doesn't Mm -hmm. feel forced. Right. You know, because I do think sometimes people do come in hot. They're (laughs) coming in hot, you know. (laughs) And it it was just funny the way, because in that moment, the crowd dispersed on both sides and it was just me and this person. Exactly. And it it was so overwhelming. My friend who was with me, who was kind of trying to push it, she's 
a real empath. She feels things very deeply. When that happened and, and the, the waves parted, mm-hmm. she got so overwhelmed with emotion. She had to leave the room. Oh my god! And she, she like she cried, and she's just like, I just it was like everything just came together, and it's like yes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, and that again, it's a huge specific example. Yeah. But you sometimes just have to create it. And sometimes like uh you you do create it. But I was going to say too sometimes when you find yourself in a moment and it sneaks up on you mm. like similar to that night I was out on the ship or whatever <laughs> and I was talking with Mike and I was just that's the the guy the director of entertainment. I was like, "Oh my gosh. This is happening. This is something <laughs> that I've always thought about and it's happening." And in my mind, like my little thought bubbles were like don't be a wimp. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> right. Do it. Go for it. Be bold. Mm-hmm. Melissa Motes. Actually, I wasn't even Melissa Motes then. I was, ooh. ooh. You're Melissa something else. <laughs> Melissa something else. <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew your maiden name was something else. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you, you learned something new today. But um, but it's, it's interesting when you're in that moment, mm-hmm. you have to be brave. Because well, here's the thing is when you're in that moment and you have the two choices, you go for it or you don't. And if you go for it, you have clarity and you have confirmation one way or another. You mm-hmm. get a yes or you get a no. Mm-hmm. If you don't go for it, that thing is going to sit in the back of your head and you're always going to wonder what would have happened if I would have just asked for it. And mm-hmm. I do not like what ifs because I think those are the things that can torture a person inside. Yes. Or re- just regret. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. regret is the, man, is the, mm-hmm. is the worst. And also just self-doubt, you know, if you look yeah. back and don't doubt yourself, right. you know, you're amazing. Just do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not even going there right now. We're not even doing that. But opportunities are all around you. They are everywhere. If you just stop, look, listen, right. trust your intuition, um, and let your instincts guide you, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's another big part of what you just talked about was just, you know, that in that moment, that was not the right moment. You right. didn't want to, you, you knew the moment was coming. It's, mm-hmm. it, it was in that, in that evening you were going to make, or afternoon or whatever time frame it was. In my mind, it was in it the was evening. evening. You're okay, right. good. Yep. Felt, felt right in my okay. mind. Yeah. I was picturing it. I saw stars. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, you, you knew it was coming. It was just, you didn't want to force it. And that it's a big part of just paying attention to what's around you and being aware. Like my whole life and especially my career has come from veering off of my path. Because I've been going one direction, but opportunity came over here. Saying yes goes a really long way. And I think back to the movie Yes Man, which is always a good one. Shonda Rhimes' book, The Year of Yes. These these are all examples of sometimes you just, if an opportunity comes your way, just go for it. Mm -hmm. And maybe you didn't create it per se, but when it's in front of you, I mean, it's maybe it's working on a project that you maybe is out of your comfort zone. Like, hey, do you want to project manage a presidential debate for nine months? Sure. Yeah, I can do that. I mean, I have no experience with presidential debates or live events at all, but I have a brain and it works pretty good. So yeah, yeah, I can do it. That's something that I did. That job, which was a one-off job, but it led me to three or four different clients who would become some of my biggest and best clients based on that one job. Had I said, 
eh, I haven't done this kind of job before. Maybe I shouldn't do it. And it, there was that part, I, I almost had a moment where I thought maybe this is too much, you know, it's, I don't know, because that, that's a lot of, lot to take over. And what if I don't do a good job at it? But then it's remembering, when have I ever not done a good job at right. what I'm doing for a but job? What if you do? <laughs> right. But yeah. that led to more opportunities. Yeah. And when I started my business, I was going towards a very specific thing. And it's nothing like what I'm doing right now. I mean, there's little elements in there. But I, I mean, I was dead set of getting out of production. I'm going to do the consulting thing full time. That's not what happened. And it's so much better now because I get to do all of it plus yeah. more and a podcast. Heck yeah. Well, you can proceed with caution. Yeah. But just, and then throw it to the wind. But proceed. <laughs> right. I think that's the word. Proceed. Yeah, yeah. Just keep doing it and and say yes and scare yourself. And by the way, that's when you're on your toes and that's when you grow is when you do say yes to something that scares yeah. the hell out of you. It's all of a sudden <laughs> it's like you do the big gulp and then you're right. like, all right, yeah, I'm doing this. You know, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. figure it out. I'm going to Google some stuff. Yeah. Watch some YouTube. YouTube videos. And, you <laughs> well, know. and and thankfully there are YouTube videos now. Back in the yeah. day when when we were doing this stuff, it was not around. Oh my gosh, we'd have to go to the library, <laughs> check out a book, paper the book. The horror. <laughs> yeah, I used to always love to look at the little card and see how many people had checked out the book before me. <laughs> well, and I'd be like, wow, nineteen people have read this. Hand sanitizer for sure. I'm just and kidding. back then, was 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 hand sanitizer <laughs> no, readily available? Thing. I, I think back then we just got germs and then no. we got sick and we built up our immune systems so yeah. we could handle the germs. Back in the olden days, <laughs> we don't have that anymore. No, wow, I hadn't <laughs> thought about that. I also like the way that they they would cover the books with the like the protective layer, and when you'd open the book, it'd be like. <laughs> it had the certain sound right? to it. I liked it. <laughs> well, it, it, it's funny. And this, in a weird way, this ties in because you're talking about how old technology or lack of technology was. <laughs> yeah. And in the vein of creating opportunities or taking advantage of opportunities, there's a really great documentary about Tower Records. I, we, I love Tower or I love documentaries and I love records and music. So obviously I think it's great. But one of the things that stu stood out to me the most in it is they were interviewing, he was one of the head executives from Tower Records and he said at the at the time he didn't see any value in mp3s he just thought no that, that that's not nobody wants their music on a on a file and so tower records did not enter the digital world and now they're gone and you don't want to be the guy who said mp3s are never going to go anywhere you don't you don't want to be that guy and it's you yeah. And I, I get it. It was new and it was foreign and nobody really knew. And it just seemed crazy. But look at where we're at now. Who buys? I mean, besides me, who actually still buys a record? Right. Or Well, actually, I should say, shouldn't say record because vinyl has had this big resurgence with the kids. Uh, <laughs> but it's coming back. Vinyl is coming back. But CDs, I have, I call it my antiques collection because I have I don't even know how many, but I have a whole wall full of CDs that is my entire childhood and teenage years because every Tuesday I would go buy every new release that came out. That was, that was my routine. And now they're all there. They add color. It means something to me, yeah. but everything lives on my computer. I don't ever handle a physical disc 
or a tape yeah. or I know. anything. They're like coasters at right. this point, you right. know. It's yeah. like, oh, pass me a CD. <laughs> right. <laughs> set my drink on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no. it, Sometimes you have to take the gamble. And- I do wonder, like, sometimes I'll think about what, what you know, 10 years from now or 20 years from now, what is going to be happening that we can't even imagine right now? Mm-hmm. Like it's just completely out of our paradigm. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Somebody out there is going to create up an opportunity. Yeah, they oh. see an opportunity <laughs> right now in this moment. Yeah. Maybe we are sparking an idea Maybe. to someone who's listening to this podcast who's going <laughs> to just invent something so cool. You I don't never know. know. Game changer. Yep, could be. But, but you know, opportunities are all around you and are you listening are you paying attention are you asking questions are you meeting strangers (laughs) what are you doing uh because you have to get out there into the world and uh, explore to kind of uncover some of these opportunities so don't be shy and to prove that you are listening (laughs) <laughs> there's two things you could do. Number one, send us a message and tell us what we just revealed was Melissa's real last name. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and number two, uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening and let other people know that listening to the Woman Printer podcast is a great opportunity to <laughs> learn some things. things. I don't know. To get inspired. Something, however and you we want to know we're doing a good job. So let us know, guys. And and if there's something you want to hear about or a topic you'd like us to to cover or a guest, um, someone that you would love to to hear from in a you know particular business or you know just a, somebody who has a really cool haircut, I don't know. <laughs> let us know. We would like to interview them for you and uh, create that opportunity for you. Wow. Got real quiet. There's our awkward ending. Hey, thanks a lot for listening. Have a great, great day. Go find an opportunity. Thanks for tuning into the Womanpreneur podcast. Until next time, you've got this.